Well, good evening, y'all. It's great to see y'all tonight, especially with such a packed church. It's a beautiful gift. Guys, Lent is one of my favorite seasons um, because I really feel like it's a time where we all realize who we are in the face of God and this beautiful gift of humility and a real desire to repent, right? Um, you're here tonight. Guess what? Ash Wednesday is not a holy day of obligation. You don't have to be here. But you're here because there's something inside of us that says, you know what, I want to spend a season, a certain time, where I can turn away from the things that I've grasped onto for the past year and start to live a little more peaceful life, a little more life of penance and sacrifice. Right? We weren't made to just live out of our passions, out of control, grabbing whatever food we want, when we want, how we want it, how much we want it, how many M&Ms I can get in my hand every time I pass my secretary's desk. Time to refrain from some of those things. But that's not all Lent is about. Lent is also a time of the renewal of our hearts. Scripture says, from the heart the mouth speaks. So if someone has trouble with the flip of the tongue, cursing or whatever it might be, anger, shouts of anger, road rage, whatever it might be, if we have problems with our mouth, it's really not a mouth problem, it's a heart problem. And so Lent many times is a is for us a time to slow down and have a heart check, right? Because without the heart pumping in the body, the body's not going to function the way it's supposed to, right? And so Lent is a time to stop and go, Lord, how's my heart doing? Is there anything inside of my heart that's spiritually blocking me from receiving you, from spiritually stopping me from living the fullness of the life that you've planned for me? Because sin has a way of clogging up the arteries, so to speak. And so it's a time for us to see if we got a heart check. How's our heart doing during this Lenten season? King David was a man who understood that the heart was the very dwelling place of God. In the psalm today, Psalm 51, it's one of my favorite psalms. This is coming from a man's heart, King David, who was just an incredible man, right? <clears throat> he had committed adultery. Then he murdered the husband of the wife he had committed adultery with. So King David was this guy who was chosen by God, anointed by God, right? Had a message, had a plan. He was going to be the great king of Israel. God defended him and fought for him. He became a very, very mighty king. But yet he fell in the two major sins, adultery and murder. And it's after this moment that David realizes humility and he has this beautiful prayer of Psalm 51. And it's something that we could return to over and over and over again. If there's something you're looking for to read for Lent, I would say read Psalm 51 every day during Lent and meditate on it. It's worthy of our meditation. So David is in that state of repentance. And he says, Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offenses. Oh, wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sins. Create a clean heart in me, O God, David says. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. See, David understood that his heart, it was a problem of his heart. The adultery was in his heart. The desire for Bathsheba was in his heart. The murder was in his heart. And that had to be cleansed. So 
Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sins. For my offenses, David says, truly I know them. And my sin, it's always before me. But against you, you alone have I sinned, O Lord. What is evil in your sight, I've done. But that you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. For see, in guilt and sinner was I conceived. But indeed you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. Oh, purify me. Then I shall be clean. Wash me. I shall be whiter than snow. He says this beautiful prayer of repentance and a prayer of hope. A prayer of great hope because he relies on God's mercy to wash him and cleanse him from all of his sins. And then he says, give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor, sustain me. Right? So what happens with repentance, guys, is really important. And this is what this season of Lent is. It's a season of repentance. There's a great book out there. If you haven't read it, I would highly encourage you to read it. It's a book on the spiritual life, the introduction to the spiritual life by Dr. Brant Petrie. In it, chapter 4, I've read it like 10 times. He talks about repentance. And it's beautiful what he says. He says repentance has two directions. See, we have to realize that in the beginning, whenever you and I were baptized, you and I were brought into communion with the Father. We were held in this embrace of the Father's love, and that's where the Father always wanted us to be. But because the Father loves us, He respects our free will. And many times in our lives, we turn away from the Father, and we walk a different direction. It wasn't the plan He had for us, but we choose a different direction. That's what we would say is our sinful path, right? We choose to walk away from that embrace of the Father. And to repent is to turn away from that. That's the first stage of repentance. We turn away from the sin that is laid claims to our heart, whatever that sin might be, right? We, there's that moment of turning away. Guess what? Sin is going to do what sin always does, and sin never makes us happy. It's incapable of making us happy. And so there's a moment where we realize, I'm not made for this. I'm not happy doing this. I'm still longing for so much more even after I finish doing that. That my heart is still empty. And so there's this moment where we have come to our senses like the prodigal son. And we're like, I'm going to rise up and I'm going to go to my father. And I'm going to say, Father, I don't even deserve to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hard hands. So the first step of repentance is realizing I want to turn away from this. But when we turn away from it, we're also at the same time turning towards someone. And that's the Father's embrace. So Lent is a time for us to turn away from those sins that hold us bound, like the prodigal son from the pig pen. And we turn towards the Father. And when we come back to the Father... We realize like the prodigal son that he's been watching and he's been waiting and he's been longing for us to return back to him. And whenever the prodigal son returns to the father, the father sees him at a long distance and he takes off running to meet his son. And when he grabs his son, he doesn't just, he doesn't scold him. He doesn't say, I can't believe you did what you did. Why did you go do that? The father goes and tackles his son, throws his arms around him 
and the son had his litany that he was going to tell his father, I'm sorry, father, and I don't even deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hard hands. And guess what? The father doesn't even listen to him. He interrupts him. And he says, put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, and a cope around him. For my son was dead, and now he's alive. And kill the fatted calf. And have a big conchon du lait because we're going to party because my son is back. Right? That's the way the Father loves us. This is what Lent is. It's the turning away from that which has not brought us life from the minute we tried it and going back to the Father in humility, saying, Father, I don't even deserve to be called your son, your daughter, but you love me and you're drawing me to you. And so let this Lent be the best Lent that you've ever had. Let it be a time where you really turn away from those sins and turn to the Father. A time of repentance. And that's what we're going to say when we put the ashes on your forehead. It'll be these beautiful words. Repent and believe in the gospel. Right? So it's a message of hope. I'm repenting. I'm turning away from. And I'm turning towards what? The gospel. The life that Jesus offers us in the gospel, is what our heart really longs for, that sin can never, ever, ever satisfy. Right? And so Lent is a great time of hope. It's a great time of spiritual renewal in our lives. Great time for us to be able to come back to the Father, no matter what we've done. Scripture says, though your sin be as scarlet red, I will wash them, and they will be as white as snow. That's awesome. So maybe this Lent, you read over the prodigal son. Maybe this Lent, you read Psalm 51. Let David's words be our words. Maybe we haven't struggled with adultery. Maybe we haven't murdered someone's spouse. Maybe we haven't done whatever it is that some of the big sinners have done. But brothers and sisters, we are in a company together as brothers and sisters who are sinners. And, and I'm probably the worst of them. And we're together on this journey to the Father during Lent. So let's not hold back this Lent. I've had plenty of Lents where I held back. I gave up Snickers. Is that going to get me to heaven? No. No. Let's do something in our Lenten penance, in our observance of Lent, that's going to challenge us, and that at the end of Lent we will realize I'm, be I'm a better man, I'm a better woman because of what I went through during that Lenten season. I've been able to sacrifice and give things up that I never thought I could. And we relied on the Father's help and His strength. That's what David's prayer is all about. God's strength will renew in us a steadfast spirit. So let's enter into Lent with a spirit of joy and a great spirit um, of courage as we enter into the Father's love and make our way to His arms. Amen.